Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. We are so excited to be uh, going beyond beliefs today. Yes, Debbie Unterman joining us here live. She's a master alchemist and so much more. The name of her company is Go Beyond Beliefs. That's gobeyondbeliefs.com. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Nice to be here with you, Well, nice to have you. Please introduce yourself to our listeners. Thank you. Okay. I am Debbie Unterman. I have been doing a form of therapy called alchemy or alchemical hypnotherapy. So I call myself a master alchemist. Okay. Because it is a different form of hypnotherapy. It really has so little in common with it. And I've been doing it since 1983, which makes this my 40th year. Wow. I'm a little beyond when people say I do hypnotherapy. I train people. I've written a book going to look backwards. It's called Talking to Myself. Wow. Learning to love the voices in your head. Wow. It is available on my, well, actually, let's say on Amazon. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Amazing work. Now, first of all, just to start off exactly, uh, what is an alchemist? Break it down for us, specifically, if you don't mind. Okay. Just like the ancient alchemists were creating gold out of base metals, We are creating the gold of self-realization out of the base dross of everything that's going on in our bodies and minds and spirits. And speaking of spirit, it is a very spiritual form of therapy where we want to connect you as the go-between of your inner child and spirit. So there's the three of you, the kind of inner divinity or trinity going on when you just get into that flow wow 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 and uh by the way uh you also have been training people for years as well correct yes yes um i'm more stopping that right now and and going with individual clients great so what can you speaking because i I can get a bigger audience here to get people interested in the work and then i can work with them myself i also invent games what type of games tell me tell me so one of them well the one that i first invented uh the way that my guides told me it was called was falls Ah, i love it yes it Came out right around the time Sex in the City and wow. women were allowed to talk about having balls. Uh-huh. But people still didn't like it so much when I used that name. So they begged me to change it. So I actually invented a shorter version of it that I call Clarity. I and love it. It, so it's the game of Clarity. It gets you clear. You move through a board that you go through almost your whole life. You find things out about yourself you didn't know. Play is a very safe way back to the healthy brain and body because you're out of any kind of resistance while you're playing. And then a person named Colin Tipping, who played my game, wanted me to invent one for his. He is the father of radical forgiveness. So I invented one called Satori. The Game of Radical Forgiveness. Wow, you are a busy woman. My goodness, you do so much. 
Congratulations. Oh, my yeah, gosh. I like to do it in a fun way. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so much in your notes. I don't know. Would you want to start talking about love or where did you want to start? You tell me. <laughs> well, today I really would like to be able to help people who have gone through the, you know, our ritual of New Year's Eve and starting over with what most people, I think there's a statistic of what is it like? Half of people or something create exactly. a New Year's resolution. I think it's one third, right? That, that one third stick to it, seventy percent right. fail. I think it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many create them, and then how many work? So I thought now that we're about what uh, twelve days in, yeah, so almost to that two week mark where a lot of those resolutions have kind of you know tanked. I thought I would help people to get in touch with what part of them wanted to make the resolution mm-hmm. like their inner yeah. um bodybuilder let's say something okay. like that yeah. oh, i'm gonna get to the gym and i'm gonna and then the part of them that is fizzling out maybe <laughs> just that one that says ah what you know what the hell i haven't been able to do it in the past i won't be able to do it now and yeah and so i want to see where people are in their resolve Right. It's a the resolutions in, involve resolve. Yeah. So I want to help people. Maybe they just made one that was not right yeah. for them. Yeah. Too much. <clears throat> and then they end up putting themselves down mm-hmm. as a failure. Oh, my goodness. So let's see if we have anybody out there that wants a little help. I might be able to make you feel better about yourself. I don't want you to feel like, oh, okay, I'll wait till next year. Maybe we can chunk it down. Yeah, well, let's do that. Let's open up the phone lines, guys. If anyone has any questions out there, please give us a call. 631-317-1291. That's 631-317-1291. So the specific question is what? What do you want them to ask you about? Their New Year's resolutions or? Yes, how they're doing with them. How is their resolve about the resolutions? Okay, yeah. Let's see what your New Year's resolutions are, how it's going. And give me some examples of the people that you're working with. And usually what happens with New Year's resolutions? <laughs> well, I, I don't work people with people usually that just start on the first of the year and, you know, and come to me because they want to start something new. So I, I work with anybody who wants to make some kind of change in their yeah. life. Mm-hmm. So. Right now, I'm, I'm working with a man who wants confidence. And one of the things I noticed after working with him for a long time is his tendency, almost like a tick, you know, when I'll ask him something that he answers, I don't know. And then he'll go on to kind of rationalize what he wants to disown about that question or you know, it it allows him to kind of not know. And so how can you be confident and not know at the same time? Mm-hmm. So I had to bring that to his attention. And he was able to admit that it is kind of a cop-out. That yeah. he, he almost is conscious of it. But one of the things that I've taught him is become conscious. Because the first way... The, the most important thing to breaking a habit, just like smoking, is to know when you pick up a cigarette to smoke, what is going on, or to eat mm-hmm. that cookie or whatever. So do we have anybody calling it? I don't want to interrupt if we have somebody waiting. 
Mm-hmm. All right. No, no one's calling in yet. We are no here. No one yet. Okay. Nope. 631-317-1291. I will hear the phone ring when they call. Um, okay. Let me ask you, um, uh, it's normal for us to go on this whole path of rejuvenation, and it's like the new year, and we want to lose weight, we want to stop smoking. Um, is there any tips you can give us to trying to stick to your New Year's resolution? I would definitely say listen to what the conversation is you have going on in your head about it. Where are you fudging? (laughs) Where are you, you know, fooling yourself or hearing that first voice when you wake up say, okay, today's the day we're going to the gym. And then that second voice comes in and goes, but it's raining, but we wanted to get there at 10 and there's no way we're going to make it by then, or, you know, and and start noticing who who is in there talking to you. What is that part of you that is not believing what you set up for yourself? And when else have you done the same thing? And what have people told you? Have do you hear someone's voice in your head telling you? Ah, you won't be able to do it. You don't stick to anything you started. You never did. You never will. You're just a failure. You know, these voices that we have are one of the biggest detriments to us getting where we want in life. But we can play with them. So I like people. That's why the subtitle of my book is learning to love the voices in your head. There's a lot of schools of thought will just say, Let's kick that, you know, this is one of my pet peeves, that weak victim out of your life. Get out of victim consciousness. Well, the fact is, if we have been victimized, then we need to heal. And there's a reason why, if you trace back, something has happened that created that victim. But then what's going to be the opposite? We always have a pull is the bully, that other part of us. Someone was our original bully, and that person might still be in our head telling us, ah, you can't do it. You can't do anything. Uh, Those naysayers, yep. Uh. And that that bully could be our dad, Mm -hmm. a teacher, a coach. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times it is, unfortunately. We didn't get picked for the volleyball team, you know, uh, the recess, the you know, the the playground that we were always picked last and therefore we can't do it. We have to go back and prove it to ourselves and to them Mm -hmm. that we can. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And let's remind everyone how we can reach you. Could you share all forms of contact, uh, phone number, uh, website, uh, social media pages, anything you think is important, huh? Well, Right now, you can find my book on Amazon, so you can go there by Debbie Unterman, or by talking to myself, or both. You look under authors or under book titles, and you can get to my page, my my website, by the same, either debbieunterman.com or talkingtomyself.com, or there's there's lots of different URLs. Um, You can reach me. I actually use a home phone, so you can call me up and I will probably answer 770-434-7488. That's 770-434-7488. 
888. I'm in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So if anyone is here, I can see you in person. But if anyone is not here, you know, I even have some clients who are in Atlanta that I actually see over FaceTime or Skype or Zoom these days, you know, the screen has become the way to connect with people. And I've been doing that since about 2015. Beautiful. Well, also, I want to know a little bit more about yourself. Tell me, uh, you said you always had this knack. People always came to you and just told you things, right? You're one of those people that people just feel comfortable talking to. Tell me a little about where you grew up, how you got into this field, and what made you this love of helping people this way. Could you share that? I was born in Boston. Oh, okay. My parents were New Yorkers. So... Mm -hmm. My father got sent back to the fact to the from you know from the field yeah. to the office, and we moved to Long Island. Where so, Long Island? Actually, I'm from Long Island, Port, Port Washington. Oh, Nassau beautiful! County. I'm out in Suffolk County in Holtzville, but still, of course. Oh, fellow Long Islander, I didn't know this, yes. Miss Atlanta. I yes. didn't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I did. Uh, I did Boston for about 13 years. New York. I went to SUNY Brockport. Went to school up in all that snow around Buffalo, yeah. you know, where everybody and I did not want any more snow shoveling in Framingham, Massachusetts, Port Washington, Brockport. You know, that was enough. So I got out of there, moved to California, spent a little bit of time in the typical city, San Francisco and L.A. But I also went up to the Redwoods, spent nine years up in the Redwoods. And while I was there, all of a sudden... This class started. Unbelievable. I am living like a hippie. You know, I started by living in a tent. Then, you know, little, I, I was able to get an apartment. And up at the top of the mountain was a school called Hartwood College of the Healing Arts. And along comes this teacher that's going to start teaching alchemical hypnotherapy. Meanwhile, one time when I was back visiting New York, I had a dream. I was not doing anything. I had, you know, gotten an interpersonal communications degree at Brockport, knew that I knew how to talk to people, and that's what I wanted to do in my life. Didn't know what else I wanted to do. And so this this, this guy started, well, I didn't even know he was there because I had this dream that a friend of mine back in California says to me in my dream, I mean, I can really see it clear as day where we were standing in a hallway and she comes up to me, she goes, Debbie, you know that money I owe you? I invested it and you're rich. So, you know, a dream <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, gotta of course. go see what that's all about. And and this was a seven week vacation I was on. Oh my god. So I had the dream in the middle of the vacation, but when I got back, I went right to her place. And I'm talking this is Humboldt County where people have forty acre parcels up, you know, dirt roads. So I'm driving up the dirt road to her house yeah. and going through her horse paddock and, you know, looking for her. She's not there. I leave a note on my way back down the hill. She's coming up. And I say, Diane, I had this dream about you. I got to find out what it's about. She goes from a workshop with this man. And, and she says, I'm going to buy you your first session. 
And that first session was literally exactly the $45 she owed me that in my dream. Uh, we have a caller coming in. Oh, my goodness. Oh, perfect timing. We have a caller coming in. Uh, Debbie, live on the line. Hi, what is your name? How's it going? My name is Rick. Hey, Rick. You are live on the Hi, line Rick. just to let you know with Debbie Unterman. We're talking New Year's resolutions, a lot of us making them. Is there something in particular you are trying to make, making, working on? Because she's here to help. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so for sure. That's why I called. And honestly, I've been I've been a smoker for about six years now, and I've really been trying to you know quit. And you know, I go back and forth between quitting and and whatnot. And I'm really trying to stick to it this year for my New Year's resolution. And I was wondering if she had any tips or advice. I do. I do. She's got lots. Get get your notepad ready. (laughs) The weird part is, you know, when people know you're a hypnotherapist, you think they're gonna want to quit smoking. You think you're gonna have a whole, you know, practice Mm -hmm. that's made up of that. And my grandmother and both grandfathers died of smoking related diseases so i really wanted to help people and i wasn't getting clients so i happened to be an expert more in because i would teach it Mm -hmm. to all my classes every year and i would get a few clients have good successes but it obviously wasn't what i was supposed to do but the first thing to do and I hope you've done very well. How are you doing these first 12 days? I've been, I haven't smoked once. I've been good so far, right? And that's, that's the hard time. You know, the first couple first of days, okay, for me, it's usually after a week, couple of weeks, and then, uh, you know, friends or family are smoking around me, and it gets to me. Exactly. You're right. You're right. But let me tell you that in those first four days, you have no idea what your physiology is going through already. It's starting to heal. You've probably been coughing up a lot of stuff. Your lungs want to heal. They're ready to, to be there working for you. But your brain, of course, is the thing that's, that you're working at cross purposes with because it's telling you, I want one, yeah. give me one, you know. So you do need some resolve. But after those first four days, you have lost a lot of the physical addiction. We don't even consider somebody somebody a non-smoker or that they have quit when we do an intake if they haven't quit for at least two weeks. So you're right. You're in that early stage and please keep going. So I hope you've done the things that I tell people to do right away, which is clean your windshields if you normally smoke in the car, empty your ashtray, in the car and at home, where if you have a smoking spot, these days a lot of people don't smoke at home, but they have like one little spot by their garage or their front porch. Do everything to avoid that spot and really clean it up. Move every lighter that you see, matches, anything that would remind you. Move it away because that will bring the brain's attention to it when it wasn't even thinking of it. Mm. So. Do as much for yourself as you can to avoid temptation. Stay away from other people who do smoke. There's also a component a lot of people don't know about, and that is the acidity alkalinity part of it. And that is why so many people have to have a cigarette after drinking coffee, have to have a cigarette after drinking alcohol, because cigarettes are alkaline. So it's literally now a biological pull that you want to balance it. So if that is something that happens to you, stay away from coffee, stay away from drinking, those things that will make you really want one. So tell me what else, what are your triggers? 
usually it's drinking. You, know, you, you, you hit the nail on the head there. And usually when I drink, I, you know, if I, if I go out with friends, that's usually what the culprit is. And then all of a sudden I'm smoking again. You know, I, I had a rough night and then I, I you know, smoked another cigarette and the next day I just get another pack. Exactly. And that, that is one of the things that, uh, in fact, that, um, that client I was talking about that has the confidence issue. He's pretty good about smoking. He can have one, but that is so unusual. And I say it is playing with danger. I'm begging him not to do that. Uh, but yeah. with him, it's emotions. He got really angry when he was at the airport and he bummed a cigarette. Usually that will be the thing that will get your brain hooked again. And it will take all that resolve to quit again. And you just don't want to do that. So uh, bars in New York. Are, are you in New York? Are you in New York? I'm, I'm in Michigan. Okay. Michigan. Do they allow you to smoke in the bars? I usually don't. I usually, I don't like to, I, I'm like more of a secret smoker. I don't like to smoke a lot in front of people. I don't like to smoke like it too much. It's more of just been like a thing out like a, before work or like after work and then before bed. You know, I'm okay. trying to get too bad with it, but. The sneaky smoking is really hard. I have a, one of my student, you know, clients and now friends is a sneaky smoker. Oh, my God, because you're even fooling yourself. Yeah. So that is really hard mm -hmm. to, to stop because it's a, it's a sabotage. Yeah. You know, you're, you're doing that little sneaking around thing. So I would say um, other than staying away from the alcohol, which is going to lower your resistance. You're going to have friends who are smoking. You're going to have to walk through probably some smoking sections of the bar, whether they allow it inside or out. Ugh. Try, if you can, to stay away from those situations. I know it's football season. It's going to be hard, mm -hmm. but you are working at cross purposes to yourself. And then you need a big why. So what's your big why for quitting? Mm. Honestly, recently I met a, a new girl, and we've been getting really serious. And she really does; she really does not like it. And I know yeah. she doesn't. That's why I've been trying to quit. I promised her I was going to quit this year for my New Year's resolution, and I really care about her. I know she really doesn't like it, and she doesn't want me to be sick when I grow up. So, oh, that's sweet of you. But I also have to yeah. say, you have to really want it, right? Isn't that part yeah. of it, Debbie? Yeah, it is both, but that is. But that's, that's a, good a good inspiration. Good why? Yeah. So that that part of you inside that is your lover romantic. So this is now who, you know, let, let's say you're a sneaky smoker, and I don't know. I, I like to make names out of parts. So let's see. Let's say maybe he was a, we could call him a Mr. Sneaky. We could call him maybe a Mr. Independent. I can do anything I want, and nobody can stop me because they don't even know I'm doing it, and I'm going to do it because I'm a man, and I'm autonomous, and nobody's going to tell me what to do. So you have this little battle inside you with that, and you should really give him a good pet name uh, that that's you know that fits to him, like a a Mister Sneaky or a Mister Independent or or whatever it would be Macho Man, you know something about him. And then that other part of you that I would call your lover romantic, that part that wants a mate, that's serious, that wants to not be so alone and independent, mm -hmm. but wants to be with someone. And let the two of them dialogue in your head. And we need that, that lover romantic part, that Romeo, maybe you call him, to win. We need him to always come out anytime that little sneaky smoker wants to go behind the shed or whatever, you know, and then take the mouthwash and the spray, the cologne, and get rid of the smell. 
we have to, you know, let Romeo know, I know what you're doing and you're going to lose her. And I'm, I don't want you to be the reason that I lose her. Okay, does that help? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Gotcha. Good. Thank you so Good much luck. for joining us and for being here. And uh, uh, take a listen to how you can reach out to her directly. Thank you again for the call. Debbie, remind our listeners how we can reach you, yeah. please. Even if, and I'm, I'm going a little blank. Was it Rick? The name? What, was that was I think that I think it was, or, yeah. Rick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even if Rick wants to continue the conversation, I am willing to give anybody a 15 or 20 minute free consultation. Beautiful. So 770-434-7400. I also have an email, uh, just plain Dunterman at AOL is an easy way to get to me, but it gets so inundated that it's a good idea to also call me and let me know there's an email there in case I miss it. (laughs) Got it. And in closing, we still got two minutes left. What else do you want to leave with your listeners today? Well, it's never too late to make a resolution. Don't let missing out on something just because you get you know, weak or don't do it, be the reason not to ever do it. Every day is a new day. It doesn't have to be just New Year's Day. Don't wait another year before you resolve to be a better person and really get in touch with what those voices in your head are saying to you and start fighting back against the ones that are trying to work across purposes to your better life. Beautifully said. I love it. Thank you so much. And um, are we connecting again next week, Debbie? I think I'm going to be back with Steve, but I'm glad to be able to talk to your people here. No, me too. So exciting. I love Steve. I've known Steve for like 20 years. He's a great guy. Um, Thank you so much for joining us here today in our space and for being so welcoming. And to our caller, thank you. And to our listeners, we appreciate you. And looking forward to the next time we connect, Debbie. You have a fantastic day, okay? I am on with him at 3.30 on Thursdays on Studio 5. Beautiful. Again, 3.30 on Thursdays uh, with Steve, and this is in Studio 5. Yes. Got it. Debbie Unterman, thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. And again, to all of our listeners as well, we appreciate you. Please stay tuned. More of the show's coming right up after the break. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome to Everything Outdoors. Can I help you find anything? Hey, yeah. Can you point us to the camping gear? Sure, aisle two. Snowboarding? Just bought a new Nissan Pathfinder. It's got intelligent 4x4, and we want to hit the backcountry. Aisle 18. And the boats? Are you sure you can do all this? Up to 6,000 pounds towing, we're good to go. Oh, where's the scuba gear? Return to rugged in the all-new 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Available Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Towing capability varies by configuration. See Nissan Owner's Manual for proper use.